All right, welcome back to the Millennial Meltdown podcast. I'm here with Trevor Mishu. Oh, so close. Misho? Yeah, there it is. Misho. I knew it wasn't me. It's not the me. That's what everyone goes right to is the me show. I know. I've heard you. I've heard you correct people before. Mishu. 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 Fuck. This is my problem is I wanted to start a podcast like a year ago and it would be called the Mishu for show show. And then if you there's no way you could get it mistaken after that. All right. That's that's a good name. That's a good name. It's going to be used for something. I hope there's no other Mishos. That's a rock solid naming right there. In the in the business. Oh, dude, I had such big plans for this thing. I bought one arm like this. I bought a yeah. microphone and sat and was like, I got nothing to say, <sighs> and then sold it to some kid who wanted to stream Fortnite for more money than I paid for all of it. Hey, so that's fair. Big come up. I have some old shit that I need to get rid of mm. that I'm like, I could probably sell this to some kid. Dude, I am just, I'm going to throw it away. I'll never do anything to help myself make money because it's too much work. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, I was thinking about, because it's called the Millennial po- uh, Meltdown Podcast, Yeah, and I am not one of those. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. You're the first to not be a millennial on the podcast. But I definitely share the same attributes as like the caricature of a millennial. Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding. So I hate being late to anything. So on my way here, I was stopping and getting gas, and I just put $20 in. I was like, I went inside, I got cigarettes. And I was like, $20 on pump six. And you know, like when it's getting to the $20 mark and it starts to slow down. Yeah. I stopped. I stopped and got in my car and left. Yeah. With like a dollar's worth of gas left. I'm like, I don't have time for this. You took the pump out though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't drive right off. Okay. I took well, it. some people do. Listen, there's videos on the internet. Some people are that stupid. But I'm like, yeah, fuck that dollar. I actually I watched one of those videos today. So, so privileged. Yeah. So uh, my mom treats me so well. She bought me these red shoes. Those are good red shoes. Mm. I appreciate the red shoes. Red's my favorite color. It's a good color, man. Um, Fun fact. You can always just claim you're a blood. That's nice to have in your back pocket whenever I don't think you want to do that. No? Okay. Not these days. Do you ever think that maybe you should make your your, your internet mistake early? Like say things that are going to get you in trouble? Just get it done and out of the way with? I probably already have. You think so? Yeah. Like I've thought about it on the podcast. Like. I've done 40 of them, yeah. 45 of them now or whatever. So I've thought about it. Like, I've said a lot of things. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, may- probably if someone went through it, they'd be like, what the fuck, man? If they just made a clip of one portion, could maybe ruin yeah. everything for you. But maybe. Then, like, what's, that's what it's all about. But then again, like, I always say, I, like, I would be psyched if someone cared that much. Yeah. So, oh. like, tr- like, if I went, if my podcast went viral because of something terrible I said... Marketing. That's what that is. And they'd be like, oh, this guy doesn't even have that many viewers. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then now, because of my, my racial outburst, I'm up on the top. Fuck it. And then even the people you offended, you don't really need them anyways. There's people that probably hate those people just no. as much. Yeah. You'll always be able to find your market. I mean, shit, look at Shane Gillis, you know? Yeah, and he's doing fine. I mean, he's starting to pop up a little bit more. To be honest, I didn't know who that was until... The the whole thing came out with him yeah, talking about Asian people. A lot of people probably didn't. And now, dude, because of that being such a big thing, that for me, as somebody who listens to podcasts all the time, that really kind of like made me uh, go more into New York comics. I had no idea anything about them. 
So like Andrew Schultz started to blow up. Oh, I love like Andrew really Schultz. Really big. Did you go see him when he was there? No, I didn't. The, oh. All right, I got a funny story. So I was at a show, and my friend Cam, you know Cam, Cam yes. Sneed, mm-hmm. he's an Asian fella speaking of Shane Gillis. He's a uh, part. He's the triracial angel. Triracial. He was partially offended by Shane Gillis. He couldn't be fully offended, and he um, he, he had bought offended. he had bought in tickets to see Andrew Schultz on like a Friday, and it yeah. was Saturday now. And he couldn't go the night before because he had a show. He didn't know. He, like, double-booked himself because he's, you know, so successful. So popular. And uh, we know a guy that works there, and he said, hey, I bought a ticket on Friday. I can't make it Friday. Can I just come Saturday? And the guy who worked at at the improv was like, yeah. And so. That's sick. We messaged the guy and said, hey, are there any open tickets available, you know? And he didn't respond, so we just drove there anyways. And when we drove there and we fucking parked, I mean, the line, it's a two-story building, so the line, there was 400 people in line. And I'm like, we're not going to... 400 people in line... To go oh, see to Schultz go see Sh- Saturday oh. night, The Late Show. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were the thinking, Late Show people have to wait in line until the early show people get out, out, and then the right. line is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we figured we could get free tickets if we made it to the door, but we were in the position where we were like... We're not going to skip along and walk past all these people, go to the door, and then get rejected and have to walk back. Yeah. Um, and I felt bad because he had already bought in one ticket, and they cleared it up and said, you can come to this show. So then I made him drop me off and then him go back. So then he wouldn't have that opportunity taken because what if they only had, like, one seat available? Yeah. And so I felt like I was holding him down, so I made him drive me 30 minutes out, and then he came back. But he got to see the show at least. Well, that's so, nice. I almost saw him. I've never actually been in the Tempe Improv before. Really? Nope, not once. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was hoping, uh, I, I was like, I'm not going to go there until I'm performing there. That's when I'll go to the Tempe Improv, oh, whenever man. they have that. That's uh, funny. An open mic there. I know, I was bummed they canceled it last night. Yeah, hopefully next week. I don't know what's happening. I know there's some issues about making sure they have like staff working there because they're not normally open. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I was wondering about that. Like, they're just going to have, like, one bartender, and you walk out there. That would make sense. I mean, because at CB Lab, it was easier because the whole place was open. You could get food and all that that local stuff that we're talking about, all these local open mic things. Well, I also wondered about that because CB Live would have, like, a crowd. They'd have people who would just come in there and watch. But Tempe Improv doesn't have that. But I I think that because of its location, (coughs) I think because of... It being in downtown Tempe. Yeah. Um, and there was talks. You could put up some signs. Yeah, there was talks about like having like an ASU person booked on each show to kind of like bring more ASU people. And there's this kid who goes to ASU, and I've met him a couple times. His name's Cooper. Um, I don't know his last name. But, dude, he is – I don't know any guys who just do like one-liner jokes. Yeah. And that's all he does. Really? And they're fucking great. So you have curly so hair? Funny. No, short blonde hair. He's super tall, super skinny. No, he looks no. six. His cheeks are always so rosy because he's nervous, but then just fucking kills every time I see him. Really? Yeah. The guy's great. It's so cool to see people come in and out, especially out. I like when people leave. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, That's fair. Yeah, like, you know, clear some room. Um, but then I also feel bad when some people leave because there's some people who I feel like get down on themselves and they're like, this, I don't want to do this anymore. This, this is sad. And then they dip and I'm like, dude, there's people who are way worse than you that have not gotten the memo. <laughs> This is sad. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> hey, like, it happens, though. What can you do? There's such a... I was talking to somebody. It's like within a calendar year here, maybe, 
you might have a hundred comics open mic level, you know, just starting out trying to be funny. Um, and like maybe, I don't know the statistic yet, but maybe 50% of them leave. But almost every week I'm seeing damn near every week, people I've never seen before go up and try it like constantly, which is so cool to see. I will agree with that. I there think the turnover is always is high. a lot of people or there's, uh, and it's really funny. The amount of people that want to announce it when they get on stage. Oh God. People are like, this is my first time or this is my second time. And, and it's get like, those claps. Cool, man. Fuck you. I want to say it every time I go up. I'm going to start. Yeah. Every single time I go up, I'm going to start. Guys, take it easy on me. Uh, sorry if I run the light. I remember this one time, this guy, he brought his mom with him. Um, and he was like, it's my first time. And of course we're supportive. Like that's a, it's a good jump. But then the dude ran the, the light by like six minutes. Really? So he's been up there for 11 minutes and really not talking about anything. And then you could see that that joyous kind of like support go away after each minute of him staying up there. And the guy's like lighting him. He has no idea. It was hilarious. More, I never saw a guy again. I think more places need to play music when people are going over their time. Yeah, dude. Like the fucking Oscars. Just play people off. Dude. You that's know? what they do at Improv Mania. And I've always thought it was like a, yeah. mm-hmm. a very subtle thing to be like, hey, man. It's been time. five minutes and ten seconds wrapping this shit up. It's time. And, and plus, you got other people going up, you know? And they would just start it out, like, a little slow, like the music, and yeah. then they would just get it, like, super loud so you couldn't hear the mic anymore. Yeah, yeah. he's like, so the Asian market in Sweet Caroline's playing behind him. He's like, I guess I gotta go. Yeah. I guess I gotta get out of here. And now Ryan does the same thing, just plays his harmonica, but... Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't been there in so long. Ryan's a great person. Me neither. I haven't either. What a nice guy, Ryan Paul Johnson. What a good name, too. Super nice guy. Uh, I was going to ask you all the basic shit that I yes. ask people on here. Let's uh, go through it. By all the basic shit, I mean like, you know, ask you one question and then go off tangents and never, right. never yeah. ask you a question again. But yeah. uh, where are you from? How long have you been doing comedy? Um, when did you move to Phoenix? Mm. Mm-hmm. All these kind of have something to do with each other. It's yeah, I know we've talked story. about it. So, uh, so I moved here in April. <laughs> Of last year from Wisconsin, and that's where I was born. I was yeah. born in a city called Racine, Wisconsin. Um, and the first time I did stand up was July 5th, 2018. So the day after 4th of July, I, uh, I went to my first open mic, and there was only one open mic, and it was in the next town over. There was only one, and it was a once a month open mic. And that place would uh, like fill up, like, like, 30 to 60 people and you do five minutes and I didn't know I was like what do you mean a punchline what does that mean so I just would yeah. tell stories so it's hard for me to say that that's where I started um, but that's the first time I went up and I went up probably eight times in Wisconsin as a whole and then moved here in April um, and then did like eight mics in two weeks oh okay so I was like this is completely different this is not it's nothing like that and then I realized some of the spots were three minutes and I realized nobody was telling stories because you don't know that everyone's going to hear what you're going to have to say because these comics are always in the audience a thousand times over. So if you're going to tell a story, it's got to be fucking hilarious Yeah. or it's just like, was that worth it? Um, So from Wisconsin, moved here in April. I moved in with my mother. That's how I had like the in because I wasn't just going to pick up and move and try to like survive. God, no, I need, (laughs) I need a cushion. I need uh, like a fucking safety net. So my mom moved here three years ago. And when I decided to move, it was uh, 
It was because I found uh, Trevor, not to be mistaken with me, Trevor Skies. He has a website, and and it has all the open mics in Phoenix in it. Yeah. And I was looking at that like six months before I moved. Yeah. I just look every night. I'm like, look at this. What what is Catalina's? I wonder what that place is like. And kind of like really built up a lot of uh, um, like suspense to moving here. Yeah. And then so when I got here, I was like, this is fucking it. This is great. This is better than anything I've ever done. Yeah. And we're at the ground level, you know? Totally. Which is That's so great, fun. man. Yeah, so you only did like eight mics before really April. And yeah. And then you really got started in April. Yeah. That's a... Because if, t- if I say I started in July of 2018, I feel like people might suspect that I should be better than I am. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't think anyone really cares at all. No, I don't know, man. I think a lot of people judge people like... For like, how long have you been doing comedy? Oh, five years. Oh, cool, man. Like for sure. Yeah. But I think a lot of people get super judgy about it. Like probably internally. Yeah, for sure. But they have to be because it's kind of like there isn't a competition in the scene or whatever you want to call it here. I yeah. Mean, everyone is super supportive on the on the outside. You know, just yeah. everyone says hi to each other. It's hard to know what people are thinking, and it's yeah. hard to not think about what they're thinking. Yeah. You know, does this person respect me? Or like trying to, dude. It's so much like high school. It is so much when I came here and like it's, found the yeah, scene. Yeah, it's just like high school. Yeah, it's so clicky. There's seniors. There's freshmen. Oh know? yeah, for sure. But like super, super, super seniors. Yeah, like they've been here for a while, man. That's true too. But it's so cool, man. It's cool to see even the guys <laughs> who have been here for like a while, and they're still in Phoenix. Uh, just because they didn't move anywhere yet doesn't take anything away from their fucking talent as a comic. And I noticed, like as like within the past two months like some people more people start to talk to me or 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 have conversations with me and i think about as i was saying before there's so many people that leave and enter like i feel like the guys who have been doing this for you know more than three years see people come and enter on a way bigger scale like people that come and do it for a year and then drop out like i haven't been able to see that yet so they don't even really like waste their time with people who they think are like new at it yeah right it's like you got to do your time and not not like there's a hierarchy, but it, it kind of felt that way. Like there's not, kind of a hierarchy. There is, there a is. Bit, yeah. um, but I was no, yeah. It's very much like it's very much uh, just like high school. There's seniors. There's, there's a juniors. cool table. You know, there's the sophomore class that are in that like one to three year range. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just a freshman, so I totally yeah. get it, man. I feel the, the same way. I feel that, um, and because it didn't matter how many mics I did before. When I moved here, I'm new to everybody. Right. So, and, uh, and dude, like, it's so crazy to think because when you're in it, you don't know you're not being very good on stage or whatever your issue is. But then when I look back at, like, the first two months where I listen to audio recordings, I'm like, holy fuck, I was so bad. Yeah. But when you're in it, you're like, this was great. I did. I fucking killed. Yeah. These eight people laugh so hard. Yeah. And then you listen back to it. I'm like, I'm going to fucking find a roof. Right. That's how it's always going to be, though. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like everyone has that first year. Everyone has a second year. Everyone has a third year. And that's a goal, man. You, I feel like so many people are so worried about, especially like in their first year, writing like really, really thought-provoking or really funny jokes. And, and part of my brain's like, in three years, like if you're doing your job correct, I think you shouldn't be doing probably any of this material. Right? Like yeah. The shit you wrote in your first year, 
because it's ever evolving and ever growing and your perspective gets better. That doesn't yeah, mean it wasn't I mean, good. You would hope that you're writing better jokes three years from now, for sure. But again, I haven't done it for three years. And just like when I came here, I did not understand the process. Like I thought it would, I had a way different yeah. expectation of what this would be like than being in it now. Um, and so even that might change my perspective. Yeah. I, dude, this is pretty recent. I was like, people, a couple of people giving me like a tag on something. I'm like, I feel, I don't want to use that. I didn't write that. I don't want to use it. And then the people who I like really respect, I bring it up to them and they're like, you know, this joke, that tag was written by so-and-so. I'm like, everyone uses it because it's like we're helping each other, you know? Yeah. And so now that that's happened and it sucks too, because this one tag I have, John Carden gave it to me like a month ago and it, it works almost better than the rest of the joke. Like the yeah. tag itself is funnier than the, everything around that's it. That's great though. And it is great. And, and he saw it. He saw it do really well once at Los Diablos, and he goes, I shouldn't have given you that. Or something along the line, like, yeah. I was like, you can have it back. I've only used it, like, twice, but it is fucking great. Yeah. It, it works so well. The the support, man. This whole thing is so weird. Yeah. Like, being immersed in it. I it feel is weird. Like, I'm, do you have family members? For, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who knows anybody who's tried to do stand-up, you know? I no, I don't either. I don't know anyone who's a songwriter. I don't know anyone who writes fucking poetry, you know. And so, all of my frame of reference to this is it's all like like um, like it's all like eh, look, yeah, get a job, you know, be responsible. Yeah. I'm like nah, I'm gonna tell dick jokes. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm gonna get the fuck out of this state. I mean, yeah, I mean, all our options, right? So. So cool. You just got to do whatever works. My life is so great is what I'm trying to say. I think it's And if good. your life isn't great, go fuck yourself. It's good to feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, mine's pretty great. Because if you're not being happy, man, I don't know what I don't know what to do. I wake up, not every day, but I, and there's a little bit of, uh, you know, because um, of the scenario that I'm in, like I get to live with my mom. I guess I don't know struggle that much, um, but... Like, waking up and being like, what do I want to do today? Aside from, like, if you have a job, sure, you got to go to work. But even at work, I'm just planning out what I'm going to do when I'm not at work. Yeah. And it's ever, like, I've been trying to, like, get myself to try a lot of new things. Because um, Zach Lyman was talking to me about this theory that I won't be able to regurgitate correctly. Yeah. Um, we're going to fuck it up, I think. But he says that wrinkles, uh, or he read, or somebody told him that your brain has wrinkles. And the more wrinkles your brain has, the easier it is to connect thoughts together. Okay? Yeah. And he says, what you can do to increase the amount of wrinkles in your brain is do shit that you would never normally do. So, for instance, at a smaller scale, if you brush your teeth with your right hand, start brushing your teeth with your left hand for no reason. Just start doing it every once in a while. And he says, doing these things that take you out of your comfort zone, create these wrinkles, which will in turn make you uh, a stronger thinker. Is this scientific or is it just like a, Probably fun, not. a fun thing to tell kids? I think that it's in the back of a coloring book is it, where you can find this. It fact. sounds like a fun thing to tell kids, but I was super into it. I was like, this makes sense. I so then like, I started yeah, doing this shit. The like I'd go to a coffee shop and try to write or like revise okay. my penis jokes. You know, okay. try writing them in different orders. Yeah. And it's weird because it's just not me or at least what I think of what I am to sit in a coffee shop and then write and, uh, but I do it. I force myself to do it sometimes. I'm very lazy. Yeah. Like when I have these spells of uh, trying new things, trying new ways to be creative, they only come every couple of months, and I only do it twice. Yeah. But it's enough to make an impact. Like, look at me. Because I definitely have that thought. 
I almost want to take a Snapchat and put that I'm at Giant Coffee just to be like those people. And like, look at what I'm doing. Look at how, look how different I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It feels good to do new shit. So like, I went like skateboarding yesterday and I got a little boo boo. That's from that turf. Fuck. And I'm not athletic at all. I I can ride on a skateboard, but this shit, like, you have to get low. I'm, like, trying to squat on a skateboard. I fell, like, five times, and I'm just not good at it, but it was still fun. Yeah. I'm not going to start listening to Limp Biscuit, you know, and wearing Etnies. You should, though. Maybe I should, dude. Yeah. Come on! If you didn't have a Limp Biscuit phase, you probably oh, for need sure. one. Bro, the rhythm section is just filthy, dude. Uh, pull that up to your mouth closer, by the way. Up here. Yes. Sorry. Oh, no you're good. I, uh, Limp Bizkit's dope, dude. Sometimes, I listen to Hollywood Undead sometimes. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I fuck with Hollywood Undead. They just had a new album come out. What's up? What's up? Uh, Shout out yeah. HU, baby. Getting out of your comfort zone and doing new things definitely is good, though. I definitely can't argue with that. I mean, I mean, doing comedy in its in itself is getting out of your comfort zone in, like, every way, right? Like, yeah. I mean... Doing comedy in general is a lot of difficult things outside of doing comedy. It's like showing up to somewhere alone. Yep. Like talking to strangers. <laughs> like It's a weird process. Like being a likable person and <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like having social skills other than like being like goofy, quiet funny. at a table waiting for your turn. Like. It's not always just fucking getting on stage and doing jokes. Like, if you're not used to doing a lot of these things or if you don't have friends, it's like, it's a lot to just go show up to an open mic and, like, hang around for three fucking hours with strangers and wait to do five fucking minutes into a microphone. Dude, on top of that, like, I live way out, so some of these places, it takes me 45 minutes to get to, sometimes over an hour. Yeah. And especially when I first started, I didn't know anybody. I'm driving an hour to sit and be weird and yeah. totally in my own head. Like, yeah. these people are like, that's how I know I'm so into myself is because I go, these people are always thinking about me. I always had that thought, like, am I eating weird? Am I drinking weird? Should I sit different? Because that <laughs> right. fucking matters for some reason. But right. it, Yeah. <laughs> and even now, I don't have any, like, friends friends. I have, like, comics I like to hang out with. Yeah. But other than that... All day long, I'm just by myself for the most part. Yeah. Or I'm hanging out with comics only because we're going to go do a mic that night. And so we're just going to group up and drive together. And they're still, I'm not saying they're not friends, but yeah. it's just not the same. The stand-up is totally solo. But that's what I like about it, too. You don't have to depend on anybody. Yeah. Um, if you fail, it's almost always only your fault. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people can, uh, with not in this, but blaming somebody for anything, it's so much easier to blame somebody else. Oh yeah. But it's like you get like you turn into a mirror and you're like, you like I guess you're the oh, yeah. only person I can yell at. Failing at stand up is all your fault all the time. Yeah, like so you if you ever do bad people. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really like you really can't. It's like, yeah, you can like maybe it was a shitty crowd or whatever, but it's like, is that really an excuse? No, no, no really. man. Like it's like, dude, it was all you. Like it was like You can see people eat. You can have a whole bad show. Like yeah. a whole a whole show could go really bad and you could blame it on the crowd or something. But, but if you start blaming it on the crowd, I feel like you're just wasting. Right. Wasting it's all time. you. It's like, if you had a bad night, it's, it's on you and it's for you to fix it. But it's the type of thing where you can have a good night literally an hour later 
you know yeah if you have another set to do that's dude that's also so cool about here and i feel and i guess it's not that common in in the big big cities for sure um, but even like i don't know kansas city i'm sure there's a stand-up little scene there but the fact that we can hit three four five mics in one night yeah. if you have the availability if you have nothing to do kind of earlier in the afternoon and you can <laughs> right. stay out till one in the morning right um yeah man i've Zach Allen works at 8 a.m. all the time, and he is out till 1 o'clock, 1.30. Dude, he's a trooper. Oh, God. It's very a, impressive. He's a fucking, he's a robotic machine, dude. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, dude, I, I just wait. Sometimes I catch him in the corner leaning down and plugging himself into a wall. I'm like, <laughs> you fucking, I knew it. You robot. That seems valid, too. I would fucking back that up. Bro, he knows too many lyrics to too many hip hop songs to be uh, a real a human. Star Wars coaster, by the way. Oh my god, that's the 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 millennial Falcon, huh? Millennial Falcon, huh? That was good. I see what you did there. I, I read the uh, thing. It's the name of the show. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, I've uh, I've said it on the podcast like a million times now. But I went to Ohio and didn't open mic while I was out there. Very white. Uh, in Columbus. Oh yeah. And, like, they were telling me they have, like, three or four open mics a week, like, total. Like, that's, that's it. Dude. So, I, it's, like, the same uh, 20 to 25 people at every mic every week. And and that's, like, their comedy scene there. But they have comedy clubs and, like, yeah. they, some of them, you know, get hosting gigs at the comedy club and stuff. But, like, it's not the same as it is here at but all. But take... take in a scenario, if you could take the same guy or girl, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but take the same person who has the same exact like ideals or jokes or whatever and put one in Ohio and put one in Phoenix, right? And because of the amount of mics you can do more, does that make people progress or mature in the form, the art form, quicker <laughs> because you have more exposure? Because the whole like 10,000 oh, hours. Sure. Right. I mean, for sure. And, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people bring that up, right? And, like, I've been doing comedy for seven months. It's like, I don't fucking know. Somebody sign this guy. But it's like uh, it's like with anything. Like, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. But also, you'd think it's comedy is not one of those things that always dictates, like, you've been doing it ten years, you're going to succeed. Like, yeah. Uh, but I will say that from my experience, just in that one town doing that one mic, it's just a whole different caliber of comedian at the open mics, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Just because people are taking it more seriously here, and there are a lot more comedy shows, and there is kind of more opportunity, and we are closer to L.A. and more involved. Yeah, like five in hours, The you know? comedy scene, yeah. So it, it was, I mean, I went out there six months into comedy, and I did fucking, I killed it at the oh. open mic. Ba 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 a lot of those, the I mean, I met a guy who was doing comedy for six years out there, yeah. and I would have never guessed that he had been doing open mics for longer than a year. You yeah, know? that's crazy, man. I am um, going to L.A. in April. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of my friends are just meeting up, and we're getting an Airbnb, but I'm going to try to go to like an open mic or two, because I don't want to take all the time away from what I'm supposed to be doing there. Um, and then I'm going back to Wisconsin in June for a wedding, but I'm going to go to Chicago, um, maybe twice and go down there and try to hit <laughs> open mics just to get, like you said, 
like in Ohio, the vibe, because there's no way. It would be so cool to do one in Chicago. It's got to be so different, like the material these people Chicago's are talking gotta about. Chicago's got to be pretty good. Yeah. And that was, uh, when I moved, I was like, I could just stay here, I guess. Maybe move to Illinois, which isn't that far. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe drive an hour down to Chicago and try that. But I was like, fuck the winter, dude. Snow is just so yeah gross and disgusting. And plus, uh, I feel like Chicago, I had a perception of it that was a little bit more like you'd really cut your teeth down there. And because my mom, if my mom lived in Chicago, maybe I would have. Yeah. But I would have had to been way more like responsible and and really had to uh, like take care of jobs and where am I going to live and shit like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad to go there and just be able to stop there and just see if there's just a different vibe because I feel like there has to be. There's got to be. Because I feel so isolated, dude. Being from Wisconsin, and I thought I was kind of like a little bit of a hippie or whatever in Wisconsin because of all the shit everyone I know cares about, I just never cared about any of it. They're like, I, you know what I did? When we went ice fishing, I sat with the fucking girls in the tent with a heater and a little fucking, uh, a little tiny fishing pole while these guys were out there drilling holes in the earth trying yeah. to get fish. I always spent more time hanging out with my buddy's girlfriends. Have you than said that. that on stage? Huh? Have you said no, that on no, stage? No, no. Um, that's pretty good but it's just i i was i'm just not cut from the same cloth and then i come here i'm like all these people are a little bit more accepting don't say midget you know like i think it's a nice but it's really not it's still there's still always these shitty people um yeah which is great because that's i still love to be around (laughs) them yeah but i uh i'm telling you this because i want to talk about this i went this girl i met online on tinder she invited me over to her house and I was like, okay, I guess. I got nothing going on. So I went over there. And she's like, I have friends over, by the way. So I get there. Um, what? And, she invited you over and she had friends yeah, over? Yeah, uh, but they had been drinking. So hey, like, this guy's from Tinder. So Yeah, super weird. There's still the weirdest <laughs> setup. Um, and this is the last time I ever do that because I yeah. have a whole complaint. I mean, uh, God, it's, it's so insufferable. Right. So I get there. I get there. And... She goes like, what type of music do you listen to? And I'm like, I, I don't fucking know. What's the matter? She's like, do you rave? And I'm like, did you just ask me, do I rave? That doesn't sound... Do you rave? Correct. And so she starts playing rave music. I'm like, we're in a 500 square foot apartment with four people. What is the point of playing this fucking doop, 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 doop? This whole music. And I'm sitting there and these kids are talking. They're talking about uh, taking ketamine. Like, that was always a joke. And I was like, what are you fucking taking? Horse tranquilizer? Like, you know, talking shit. And they're like, it's not even a big deal. I'm like, what do you mean it's not a big deal? I'm like, <laughs> you guys go to raise and, and take ketamine? And what is that? Is that a jewel? She's like, no, it's a puff bar. I'm like, what is that? What is happening? This, this dude's got a fucking dab, like, rig, but it's electric. And it's got a light, and he's just, like, walking around, hitting wax. I was saying, I'm like, where am I, dude? I feel so weird. They're like, what do you... I'm like, have you ever heard of Alice in Chains? And they're like, what? And I go, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Not to mention the time with the girl. I just... There was no vibe there. I was having so much more f- fun talking with her friends yeah. than her, and which I'm sure made her horribly upset. And oh I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this house, dude. So you're not a raver, huh? No, I, I've never been to one. I don't know what the fuck that is. These people look at me like I'm crazy. That's so funny. I brought I brought some Michelob Ultras because I'm like, you don't show up somewhere and don't bring anything unless if you're doing a podcast, then you bring them nothing. Um, but That's they, how I know you weren't raised yeah, here. Uh, 
You don't show up to someone's house and not bring them anything. Yeah, yeah right. that's not an Arizona thing at all. So I bring them beers. That's like a Midwest thing for sure. I bring beers to the thing, and they're like, we're not drinking that shit. And I'm like, well, I know Michelob's kind of a girly beer, but uh, as the one guy's drinking a Truly, and these girls are drinking IPAs, and I drink it. It's the It tastes like somebody fucking opened my mouth and shaved an orange peel into my mouth. That's yeah. exactly what it tastes I'm like, you enjoy drinking this? I'm not made for this. And then I find out that they're all like 24. They're even older than me. Yeah. And I thought I was feeling old because these people are like doing Fortnite dances in the corner. I'm like, what's happening? She had like these lights. Oh, God. The girl. Oh, man. That's a whole. I just, uh, I don't fit in anywhere. But that's fine. It's like my <laughs> thing, I guess. I don't fit in anywhere. I don't think that's true. You fit in. Unless if I really open up, you know, I have to, I have to leave some of it inside. I have like, uh, like everybody smokes weed here, dude. Yeah. Everybody smokes weed. And I was, and I was always like, no, not really though. I mean, my fiance doesn't smoke weed. No. Okay. All right. Well, listen, (laughs) let's get her up here. Most of her friends rip this bong. A lot of the comics smoke weed, right? Yeah. I mean, that's probably a very stereotypical thing anywhere you go. But when most comics probably smoke weed, if I smoke weed, you know that thought I was having earlier about like, should I sit this way? Am I eating funny? It yeah. just intensifies. Like, yeah, that's fun belief. But that's because you're not you're not a stoner, right? Like right. it's not like it's like some people have really bad reactions when they go out and drinking, but yeah. it's because they're not used to it, right? You know, so it's like it's like I could sit there and smoke blunts all night with people in a Jesus. parking lot or whatever, and it's not a big deal to me. Yeah. But I've had my med card for six years, and I've smoked weed since I was 13. Wow. So it's like, it's not a big deal to me. I When I was 13, we were all, like, skateboarding and smoking weed, and then we, like, all throughout high school, I mean, we were even getting into some other shit. Um, yeah. Like, we were, we, we were being fucking grimy, you know? Uh, and then I just quit smoking weed because I was kind of like... Uh, started working for a job and they drug tested a lot i'm like ah it's too much of a hassle i don't really have time to smoke weed and then i come out here and i hang out in these circles and i take one hit off of 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 a blunt and i instantly go who's watching me right now (laughs) i can't but i'm not paranoid like scared but i just always my brain i don't i don't shut up outward and i definitely don't shut up inward yeah it's just constant uh uh like trying to reassure myself i'm like this just ain't for me I mean, that's I fair. love it at the same time. You need some uh, CBD, yeah. low THC. You only make CBD, CBD joints. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. You don't, know was, don't buy that. No, what don't the buy fuck? If you, if you get CBD from a dispensary, that's one thing. Yeah. But don't these buy those. Head, these little vape shops. Don't buy those fucking CBD pre-rolls from <laughs> fucking smoke shops, dude. Oh, my God. Don't buy those. I can't buy anything, dude. I can't. I can't buy weed. I dude, I got made fun of because my thing a couple years ago is I would buy a gram of weed a week. So this is how much I smoked. A yeah. gram a week. That's a mud that's like a standard amount for like a beginning little stoner. Yeah. So I would get home from work, hit hit weed a little you know, take a little puff, a little weed, maybe I would like empty out the end of a cigarette, you yeah. know, just pack it up and I would sit and like listen to a whole album. That yeah. was my thing. Or watch a movie. And so I just kept on this low dose and it got to the point cause he kept giving me like a fucking nug and I'm like, I don't have a grinder. I'm like, Hey, um, can you just grind this for me? Yeah. And then he was like, sure. No problem. But really what he's doing is he's just giving me shake. Yeah. So I'm paying $20 and I was too afraid to drive and get the weed, a gram of weed. Yeah. So he would deliver it to my house. 
I'd pay him twenty dollars and give me a bag of shake with stems in it. This guy was making a killing. Yeah, and I would take one and I would like listen. Queens of the Stone Age is the best album ever, man. Or you know they're the best band ever. And I would sit and just take one little hit of weed. I go and hang out with these guys. I take like three hits off a blunt. I'm in fucking outer space, and then I can't fathom somebody like Joey Diaz. I get. I understand tolerance is a thing. Yeah. but I just oh, I ate 200 milligrams of edibles on Saturday, dude. Oh, my God, dude. I was fine, bro. Well, yeah. My buddy uh, lives in... I went to fucking Taco Bell. You had a great time. Yeah, it was good. What do you order when you go to Taco Bell? Uh, what, What's my go-to? Mm-hmm. Crunchwrap Supreme. Ooh. Bean Burrito. Okay. Um, those two, Those are sure. the things, right? Uh chicken loaded griller but they got rid of that they did there's only two left I, my first job was at a taco bell yeah. I worked at a taco bell for a year fucking got rid of that and uh other than that i like to get some cinnamon twists every now and then dude when i worked there they were because they would just be in these big bags because you'd make a bags of them yeah and then you know individually bag them that's so, so we great just, you worked to talk about i don't think i've ever met no that was my first job about. dude that shit was amazing i worked actually my first one was at uh, it was a taco bell and a pizza hut Combined, but, oh, yeah, but it was glorious. only little like personal pan pizzas, and so I would just be oh, in nice the pizza though. area, man. I was making little stuffed crust pizzas for my friends because I had I had raw material, you know. Yeah, I could make whatever creation I wanted. That's fucking great. What were you saying about the cinnamon twists? They come in a big bag. So what you do is, so when you when you unbox them, they're like little rigatoni noodles. It looks like the little spiral noodles, a bag of these noodles, and you're like, what the fuck are these? And you pour them into the oil. And then they expand to become, you know, what you know, what what the general public knows is a cinnamon twist. And then you put the sugar and shit in it. But then you would make like six bags worth, which yeah. who knows how many little shit bags I made. Them. So there would always be one bag just open and everyone would just eat cinnamon twists all day long. Really? It's like three for the customers, one for us. Three for the customers, one for us. And we were just eating these all the time back there. Dude, I was I would make food all of the time so funny oh my god i would mess up orders on purpose so i knew yeah. the customer wouldn't get it and then eat that shit yeah i remember when i was a kid my buddy or my brother's buddy was like a manager at mcdonald's yeah and we would that's go a great in shirt that they get to wear and he would like <laughs> yeah right and he would like drop food on the floor yeah like oh. ra- like wrapped up like oh, big yeah. macs yeah. you know oh and like oh, drop no. it and he's like if i drop it I can't sell it, so here you go. And he's yeah. like, give me a free Big Mac. Hell yeah. and like, That's what working at fast food's about. It's about hooking up your poor yeah. friends. Yeah, and like when you're like 19 or 20, like who gives a shit, dude? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do, get fired from yeah. Taco Bell? I miss working at restaurants for that like one reason. Yeah. Like you worked with a bunch of people your age. Or older, and they're just fucking fucked. Yeah, and they also the don't give a fuck. Yeah. And like, yeah, I worked at, my first job was Bob's Big Boy. Bob's Big Boy? Yeah. What is Bob's Big Boy? Yeah, the burger chain. Oh, I've never heard of that. Really? No, Bob's Big Boy? It it used to be a big thing. So, like, the Big Boy boy. was where, like, McDonald's stole the Big Mac from. No shit. Come on. This is a conspiracy theory. No, back in the day, I swear to God. They're the same thing. They're the same burger. I just imagine a manager who's, like, indebted to the company and your monthly, like, you know, meetings would be like, yeah. you know, we got uh, we're doing great on the fries and the burger's doing good and fuck McDonald's for taking away the Big Mac from Dude. us. Dude. Just constantly Dude. being reminded. They're the same thing. Apparently, the founder of Bob's Big Boy, like, always hated McDonald's because of it. That's and if you yeah. look at the burgers, they're the same. Like, 
You know how Big Mac has like the lettuce and the sauce on yeah. the bottom? Yeah. That's a that's a big boy. It's lettuce and sauce on the bottom. And it's Thousand Island sauce, like the same fucking sauce. Yo, down with McDonald's. <laughs> Dude, it's the same shit. Anyway, though, that was my first job. But I got it, and I, I got just a hosting job. And my brother was the Maitre cook. D, Maitre D. Yeah, mm-hmm. same shit. Yeah, busboy host. Yeah. And uh, my brother was the cook. And, like, the servers were all people my brother's age that he went to high school with. So they're all, like, our friends. Nice. So, like, some nights it'd be, like, a Thursday or Friday night, and it'd be, like, six of us running the whole restaurant. And those were, like, the most fun fucking days. Dude, I worked at a bar when I first moved here. That is some of the funnest. Like, when you're working and you like every person you work with. Yeah. And you're all friends, and it's, like... Like, you, you go behind, you go in the kitchen to talk shit about customers, but everybody's just homies. Yeah. That's so great. I miss that so much. Or I, they're like, can I talk to a manager? Like, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. And then I walk out. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the manager. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? You're like, oh, yeah, uh, go fuck yourself. Fucking lady. Like, <laughs> Listen, we'll make sure that Christopher gets, you know, rightfully And uh, then they leave, and you're immediately both like, <laughs> fuck that lady. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the best, dude. Those are always the best. So how high too, you know? <laughs> Fuck how high too. Fuck dude. how high too. I, yeah, I don't want to do that shit. Yeah. Are you super into movies? What are you super yeah. into? Like I'm what are you what are you into movies. other than comedy? Uh I play a lot of video games or not video games. I play Call of Duty specifically. Don't come at me with any other fucking questions, okay? okay? The new Call of Duty? Absolutely. Which what is that? It's what? called Modern Warfare. It's like the I don't know the, the fifth, new Modern yeah, Warfare. The newest one. It's uh these games are horrible, but I can't help but to be very competitive. In what console? Uh, PlayStation. Xbox. Oh, okay, cool. I started there and I kept with it. Um, I have an Xbox too. Yeah, man, like playing GBs and shit. Like really just, I, I, I put a lot of pride in how good I am at Call of Duty. But that's like a me thing, you know? Uh, yeah. Like I come home. And You're I, never and a play. Halo guy? No. Uh, I played Halo 3, but just for like the like the games you could play. Okay. You know, like I didn't play normal objective game modes or whatever. So I play call of duty a lot okay and i challenge any fucking person who listens to this podcast they have rust on the new fucking game if you know what that is you know your boy's got a sniper and you're getting fucked okay 360 <laughs> no scopes go fuck your mother so i played a lot of video games uh, i'll add you i'll add yeah. you uh, i wanted to get that new modern warfare it's fun it's uh i mean there's a lot of bullshit but that's what when you're into something you're gonna complain about it you know yeah this uh and i listen oh, to a I lot understand. of music yeah a lot of music i play instruments but really just i'm not very good at it but i like to do it when i'm bored like i play guitar or go on garage band on my ipad and just make synth sounds all night long but movies for sure movies are a big deal yesterday i was hanging out with some friends and so high too high to drive home yeah so i looked at the nearest movie theater near me and uh it was a harkins and a fuck with harkins fuck amc Listen, it's all about uh, oh, it's all shit. about branding. I don't fuck with AMC; it's too commercial. Harkins feels like somebody's dad's place, you know. And uh, so the, the soonest movie playing was The Invisible Man. Okay, and so, you saw that? Yeah, and I, I'd heard good things about it. And Kevin Bacon was in a movie that's kind of similar to the thought of The Invisible Man in the '90s. It's called Hollow Man. Yeah, uh, he's like a scientist in terms of fucking song. love Hollow Man. It's great, Kevin Bacon. People sleep by Kevin Bacon. Bothers me so much. He's got a new podcast coming out, and I think it's like a character thing kind of. So it's not just a regular podcast. It's, it's like a, the Ron Burgundy podcast, kind of, kind of like that. I think so. I saw I was Hollow Man. How long until those come on? I uh, yeah, they're so good. 
Um, and so I thought it was a fun, it was a fine movie. I was super judgmental of a lot of it, but shows, I don't want to, it's hard for me to describe them without going too much into detail, but movies do things nowadays where they, right off the bat, in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, they have to establish, like, their audience. They have to talk kind of like who their target audience is, and it's always a little bit out of date because when they filmed it nine months ago, and, like, just, like, the things people are saying, like, when they say, like, lit in a movie, you know instantly, fuck those people. Mm. Did you hear the word lit in Uncut Gems? No, because there's a fucking reason. Because they're good at making movies. Yeah. So It's also based in 2008. Right. Okay, <laughs> fine. Fuck me. Trevor knows nothing. I didn't read the... I can't read English. So Movies are my thing, dude. Yeah. So, uh, in Invisible Man, <laughs> I'm like, the concept of that is fucking horrifying. And it hasn't really been yeah. done much. Hall- it's supposed uh, to kick off the monster universe. Well, yeah. re-kick it off. And that's awesome, and that's cool, and it's fresh, and I thought that um, it's hard to watch the, the main girl, the actress. She's in, like, uh, hand, Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. yeah, and she was like, Moss. Yeah, yeah, she looks uh, like the actor Jake Johnson. She looks just like him okay. if it was a woman, and she acts just like Jonah Hill. So... Uh, like her con- like when she tries to be funny because no movie can just be serious anymore there has to be a comedic relief uh-huh. at some point but besides that once it starts getting into the thick of it like like the build up the you know the uh, the the motive for the movie is pretty like wishy-washy yeah but it's way better than the conjuring three or whatever's happening yeah. and it was genuinely suspenseful um, it was cool it was uh, I think a uh, Ron Tomatoes gave it like a 91, which is insane to me. Really? Yeah. And then uh, I saw 1917. And so everyone was talking about this fucking movie, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. And so I hope this isn't, this shouldn't be a spoiler. But one thing that I heard them talk about is how like long the scenes were. How they managed to, it's like, it looks like it was shot, six scenes were shot. So it's all like... 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and it doesn't seem like the camera's Long cut at all. Yeah. yeah, and so when you remove that, the story's fucking pretty boring. Now, if you're somebody who cares about cinematography and cares about the technicality of making movies, like how the fuck do they make a 360 shot without yeah. cutting? Yeah. And sh- shows literally like do a 360 and then aerial view and you don't see anything. Like you should be able to see the camera in half of these scenes. It's impossible that they didn't. So whatever they did is really cool. Yeah. But at the same token, I got to save my brother. My brother's, he's in the war and there's only, I got to save him. That's the whole, like anything that's planned like that. I'm like, oh, fuck yourself, dude. This doesn't, and if it was true, you died. Get blown up by bombs. How do you not get blown up by bombs? (laughs) Only in movies that I feel have offended me do I try to take the literal angle. Because obviously it's a movie. That's fair. Do you ever watch Cinema Sins? That's pretty great. No, I do on YouTube. Not. Mm, this guy is just such a fucking what? dick. Um, what? What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite movie though? My favorite movie, like ever? Yeah. Top one. I think Django Unchained is my favorite movie ever. Okay. I think that. Uh, fuck, that's just amazing. I'm really big on dialogue. I'm really big on cinematography. Yeah. Even like actual themes and uh, uh, plot lines don't interest me as much as like how good how good are the characters I yeah. really love character films yeah Tarantino so obviously man. yeah right yeah that's like his thing I feel like uh, man just nobody can write and and talk like that and just have it not seem so like out of date yeah you know like old 70s movies 
Like he could make a movie today in space, like he did with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And yeah. it doesn't feel hacky at all. I actually Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. First time I saw it, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I was pissed off. It's pretty weird. I it's built uh, it up so much. It's just, uh, it's. I mean, you can't. Tarantino's movies are like you can't really know what to expect. Right. So based on the previews of that movie, you kind of were like, eh, I think maybe. But then it's like this. It's. I mean, it's really two movies. He made right. two separate movies and put them together. There's no story. There's no story arc. Really. There's no plot line. It's just kind of like compiled scenes of these two people, which is going with what I like about character building. Yeah, it's really just the Manson family. Right. And, and uh, killing Sharon Tate. Right. And even that doesn't really come into play until the last 30 minutes of the movie. But fuck, was that sequence hard to watch. Yeah. That end sequence? You When's the last time... Dude, when's the last time we saw some boobies in a movie? You know, they just... There's things they they, they don't cover. Hustlers. Like they used to. Hustlers. J-Lo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you saw a boobie? Oh, you yeah, saw they're some J-Lo strippers. Movie? Yeah, well, I assume they were clothed strippers. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you do 2020 see J-Lo's strip clubs. boobs, honestly. But you like, see a lot of other boobs. Dude, though. you remember like the Vince Vaughn era, the Ben yeah. Stiller era of movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, always, just w- at least once a, a pair of boobies. Oh, and out. it was like comedic relief to like show some titties yeah. back in the day. It's just, we're away from those times, and I get it, you don't want to subjectify anybody, but uh, yeah. But same with gore. And like violence, I feel like they, you know, half these movies cut away from shit when it's about to happen. Especially in these horror movies. I mean, you get occasional yeah. little like I'm gonna stab somebody, but dude, that scene and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt did to the to that girl, yeah, with the phone, yeah, hit her. That was a hard. When I was in the theater, I was with my mom. I was so like, what? I put my hand right over my mom's eyes. Really? It's like to my mother, I was like, you cannot That's watch so funny. this. This is horrifying. Yeah, but a lot of the, like, edited scenes like that, though, tend to be just because of purely ratings, though. Yeah. Like, they put them in the movies, and then they, like, uh, like, do you know how movie ratings work at all? No. I don't think um, so. I get a film degree. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> fucking, yeah, the movie rating system, it, like, bothers me a lot. Um, but it's basically just, it's an independently owned and operated company. They've been doing movie ratings for decades, forever. And um, basically what it is is like a panel of people who work for this company that watch every fucking movie. That you have to submit your movie to these people. And then they give you a review of your movie with the rating. And then they'll give you like options. Like cut these scenes, do these specific things, change these words to get the rating changed to like PG-13 versus like oh. rated R. And so, like, commercially, PG-13 movies make way more money than rated R. Right. Because rated R is restricted, and they don't get the teenage demographic. And, I mean, these days, most of the people going to the movies are teenagers. Yeah. I mean, not just these days, but in the course of history forever. For sure. Yeah, since they were invented. Um, So, most companies... That's why having an R rating is, like, a big deal. Like, Deadpool being the first superhero movie with an R rating was, like, risky for those studios. Yeah. Purely because they went into it knowing they were going to make less money. But they didn't. Um, right. They made the most money, uh, but, almost imaginable, um, right? Right. But, like, so those horror movies, when, like, they, like, cut away, when you're yeah. like, come on, I want to see them, like, fucking yeah. bash their brains in. They most likely did shoot 
shoot it shoot and that put and it in. Like, oh, and then that company is like, if you want the PG-13 yeah. rating, this is one of the scenes you need to cut. But I'm also, I don't need like people, you know, having sex with intestines. Like I don't need like the, yeah. the gore to get to that. Like, but it, a lot of it's even just basic shit of like, yeah. you said fuck um, four times and we can only allow yeah. it once so crazy. type of thing. Just uh, just put movies on YouTube. Do what Andrew Schultz did with comedy. And right. Of filmmakers. I uh, there's a movie coming out. Um, um up, 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 up. I don't think Jordan Peele. Oh, dude, it's um, Candyman. Have you seen the trailer for Candyman? I have. Mm. Yeah, it looks pretty spooky. Because it's not Jordan. It's that girl who's directing. It's not Jordan. Yeah, it's like he's produced by Jordan yeah. Peele. Yeah, but it still has the same vibe. All the the. I don't know if he did it with us, but I know or no, he did do it with us. I don't know if he did it with Get Out. But Candyman and us have like very popular hip hop songs from like the early two thousands, slowed down and played on strings. Um, like with us, it was a song like "I Got Five on It." Yeah, you didn't know that was the song, dude. The way my brain works, and if I get fixated on something, when they played the teaser for us, you only heard like three notes from a violin. Yeah, and the dum 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 dum. I know it's not gonna help at all, but that's like what they played. Make them the right notes, and I go, I know that song. I note that song, so I spend all day re-listening to it, re-listening to it, trying to just. If I have to find out what song this is, yeah. And I, if I lose, if I'm starting to lose it, I can't figure it out. I try to go in the YouTube comments. I scroll, 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 scroll until somebody mentions Google the song. Google it. Well, because it was so early, the like, tr- the little trailer. I go. What is the song in the US trailer? Right, but it had came out that day. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and I'm just fixing so it. So you're that and guy then, trying to write that article. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm just another person. And then if there's anyone like me, hopefully I can put the comment on there quick enough so they can save some of their time because I will not do anything else but try to find out anything. If I like, it's an actor in a movie. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I cannot. And I'm wrong sometimes, but I can't fucking sleep till some. If I need to know something, I gotta fucking know it. Fuck. I can't just be like, yeah, whatever. I forgot. You're super obsessive. Yes, but only about shit that does not matter at all. Yeah. Only ever about dumb shit. Interesting. Yep. It's fun, though. That's fascinating. I got five on it. Big Tarantino guy, then. You're a big Pulp yeah. Fiction fan? You like Pulp oh, yeah. Fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for Pulp some Fiction's my number two movie. Dude. Yeah? What's yeah. your number one? Uh, Back to the Future. Oh, that's a good fucking choice. I mean, dude, there's just such great... Man, I think the 90s, though... Again, I haven't seen very many movies from the 70s, except for like old horror stuff. That's really... Yeah, that's is the most. But I think the 90s have the best movies ever made. I think yeah. in, in a 10-year period. Don't get me wrong. Like Back to the Future is great. And like all the like those um, uh, like Judd Nelson in a fucking Breakfast Club. Like that's yeah. Lost Boys. That shit's all really good. But dude, once you started getting weird and you started getting like, like the movie Seven, Fight Club from the 90s. And yeah. Getting like... Uh, uh, the Blair Witch Project, like, or that might have been 2000. I don't know, that was 99. Is I think it's 90s, dude. Just the 90s, yeah. Can you look it up? I think it's 1999. That shit's so wild. It's so funny to watch it today and be like, this is so stupid to me. Watching Blair Witch Project, but when first seeing it in theaters, oh yeah, I can't 99, imagine. Yeah, I enjoyed Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Still, it's uh, I mean, it's pretty cheesy, yeah. but you get three Tarantino movies in the 90s. I enjoy it a lot. You get Reservoir honestly. Dogs. You get Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown, which people fucking sleep on. Uh huh. Jackie Brown is amazing, dude. Dude, Robert De Niro and Jackie Brown doesn't say a fucking word. That used to be my favorite movie of all time. Lost Boys. Lost Boys is just like that's like if I watch a movie, I just think about being a child, dude. 
They play fucking yeah, Jamor- that's what uh, good. the doors. I'm uh, a pretty big fan of the eighties, but I've never really thought about like what's my favorite decade of movies. Eighties is great for horror. Horror movies. Yeah, but I 90s, mean, the 80s is great for a lot. John Hughes' heyday yeah. was the 80s. But then in the 90s, you get, like, Scream. You know, you get I Know What You Did Last yeah. Summer. Those yeah. are really, really cool. The like, end of the psycho. 90s was pretty pretty huge in horror, that's for sure. Freddie Freddy and Jason and, and Michael Myers. Well, Halloween started in the 70s, dude. That was, like, 78 was the first movie. Oh, yeah. But the yeah, 90s, Scream, was, uh, Scream the was, like, the next level Speed. of slasher film. Yeah. Yeah. Scream is so good, dude. I thought Scream... Bro, Saw, too. Speaking of really good... Oh, they're coming out with a new series on Saw. Spiral. Spiral. And it looked fucking... At first, I was like, what is Chris Rock doing? What are yeah, you doing, Chris it's Rock? It's a little weird. It had, like, a Super Bowl commercial. Did it? Oh, I, I think. didn't. I saw the trailer for the first time last night. Yeah. It. Yeah, it looks different. I mean, I'll probably watch it. But Chris, Chris but, Rock's also doing, like, a, seri- a season of Fargo, too. It bothers me that they're doing, like, a... A Saw spinoff, though, and it's yeah. not called Saw. It's called Spiral. Spiral and I'm like... It's probably like, going to be I trash. I really enjoyed the Saw storyline. Like, uh, until the end, like, the last three, three movies. Or yeah. But, yeah. like, the Saw storyline of, like, the, the guy was dying yeah. and, like, he wanted to, like, teach Taking all these bad people, people lessons and, like... The first Saw movie is... You find out they're all, like, pretty scummy people yeah. and shit. Like, he's not just torturing, like, good people. You cannot feel horrible for them after. Yeah, it's almost like one of those Dexter relationships. Yeah, right. Where you, you're side like, with the, you side with the killer. Yeah, you're like, I totally can see why he did this. And then they just took it in this weird fucking random-ass route in the Because last it just was movies. like kill porn. Yeah, they didn't know like, what to do. How weird can we kill somebody? Dude, the first movie, though, the, the reveal was so big. Yeah. The reveal was huge. Yeah, I'm Fucked a big it. soft Even the fan. second soft uh, was... Now, that's when it's like a little bit more, let's let's increase the... Like, in the writing room, you know, let's make the game more intense yeah. even that was fantastic even saw three was not horrible yeah um but then after that dude, which yeah. one's the one where they're all stuck in the house saw three that's two saw two saw yeah, three is like just really about the cop yeah saw two is interesting when they throw the, in the needles in the yeah uh, in the pit of needles so hepatitis yeah dude that's the hardest thing to watch that and one's she's brutal digging yeah uh, See, I'm a big Saw fan because it started as a short film. Really? I didn't know that. And it got like a big following, I think it's Sundance. And a company picked it up to make it a full movie. Okay. And at Sundance, it was a short film of the actors in interrogation rooms describing what happened to them. Oh. Like, so it's, it was nothing, like, gory and, like, yeah. them locked in that room and stuff. So they just filmed people pitching the movie. Pretty much. Yeah. But one guy and was like, you know you did it, right? It was, like, a 10-minute short film that got, like, a huge fucking following and then sock him out. That's awesome. Yeah. Thinking about uh, those movies, um, have you? So there's like a new kind of like, not genre, but kind of a genre. They're all A24 movies, but a couple of these horror movies. I love like, A24. Like uh, Hereditary. Yeah. Hereditary really kind of kicked it off, I think. Or The Witch, dude. Have you seen The Witch? Yeah. Wild. So I think it starts with The Witch. Yeah. And they like make Hereditary. Then they make Midsummer. I haven't seen Midsummer. I yeah. haven't heard great things about Midsummer, but the new one. Um, I wish I could remember what's called, but it's about a girl um, 
whose like belief in Jesus and God is so powerful that uh, she's taking uh, you know what she thinks his his word should be and in, in implementing it in people's lives. And uh, is Kate Blanchett that plays like the adoptive mother, dude. This it's trailer called Saint Maud. Yes, oh, it is horrifying. Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday? No, Saint Maud. Saint Maud was right. Oh, okay. It has Ash Wednesday in quotes. Yeah, that uh, dude, there's a part in the trailer where she's like, you know, telling herself how much she believes in God and this is what she wants, and she puts thumbtacks in her shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, Bro, I've seen that. The way it's so scary how she goes. Uh, when he he speaks to me, I physically feel him in me, and showing her like you know, in this euphoria of feeling God, and so much so that she needs to now act upon those who don't believe in him. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's so scary, dude. And it's crazy, too, when people are actually doing that out there. Like yeah. There's I can't believe, dude, I don't people. believe in anything that much, you know? Yeah. No, me neither. I don't have faith in anything. I'm just like... Yeah, no, me neither. At all. I couldn't... I could never imagine, like, hating someone that much or wanting to kill someone because they, like, didn't believe what I believed. I really so, what I came here today was talk to you about Scientology. Um, and I know that it appears on the surface... That'd be so funny if, if you're just a Scientologist. Yeah, and that's what. There's a, I was in L.A. once, and, uh, and that's when they got you. They almost did. They almost got me just because their building was big. I look at this huge building on the top; it just says uh, Scientology right on top. Apparently, like they're There's everywhere in L.A., in right? Like, yeah, dude, I never saw Mormon until I moved here. Dude, there's a lot of Mormons in Arizona. Yeah, they all migrate. Uh, there's zero in Wisconsin, at least. That I, I honestly didn't know until I moved here that there were so many Mormons in Phoenix. Like, and it's I wild. mean, moving to Phoenix. Like, I've yeah. lived in Arizona my whole life. But Phoenix itself. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, I've met a couple Mormon families, a couple, a couple. in my entire life. And then all of a sudden, everybody And is. then I moved here, and literally, I had coworkers who went to the same church that had worked the, together for like 10 years, like Mormons. And I was like, wow. this, wow. And then I was talking to my dad about it. And he's like, uh, yeah, my whole school, school district is Mormons because my dad's a teacher. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, we get days like Good Friday off because and everybody has long hair. No one would come to school if we didn't have Good Friday off. Yeah. A lot of suspenders. And I'm like, really? And yeah, dude, it's weird, man. If I had to be honest with you, I don't. Good parents, though. They're yeah. good people. I'm sure they're, 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 they got good hearts. They dress like the Amish. They might be Amish. I don't yeah. know what Amish means. They pay really their means. taxes, and they're nice people. Yeah, Mitt Romney 2020, okay? Yeah. Hey, if Mitt Romney was running this year, I'd fucking vote for him. Dude, that's the, uh, uh, I know, absolutely dick about politics. I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. I'm so uneducated in it. And my grandmother is 72, and she's like, to the point where she's grabbing my hand, she goes, Trevor, I need you to vote. And I'm like, whoa, dude. I don't know what that means. Like, the fact that it is affecting <laughs> whoa, you dude. so much that you're, like, sitting me down. I need you to come over. We need to talk. Sit me down. I really need you to vote. Uh, it's yeah. horrifying to me. I'm like, if it make, if it matters this much, that's so much pressure on me. And so I've decided that because, like, I feel like I should vote. I voted the last time one and oh you know yeah i didn't know who to vote for and i just really uh uh everyone said uh to go this way so i was like okay i'll go this way i've just turned uh how old was i yeah i was like 18 so now i'm like i feel like i have a much more responsibility 
yeah. more of an adult. But my problem is I can't like watch these debates. I can't watch these people because like the like the people, the nutritionists, like I was saying before, I think everybody's always lying. Yeah. I think no matter what you say on this camera, this panel or whatever you're doing or even yeah. if you're here, all of it could be a lie. Yeah. So how am I supposed to know who's right and who's wrong? Um, so I think I'm just going to put my own name down and vote for me. I hear you. You can do that, right? No. There's a blank. There's got to be at least one blank box. It doesn't count. You're not registered. It's just a throwaway vote. Just a throwaway vote. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't feel like if you don't want to vote, I don't, I don't care if you vote or not. But <laughs> Somebody will care. Somebody will care either way. No matter Maybe. what I do. I just feel like do whatever you want. Like, I mean, I would rather people not vote because they don't push. feel comfortable voting. Than voting because people are like, they told me to do, so I just picked someone. Well, that was the thing with, like, the Trump and Hillary thing is because everyone, it was convincingly, look how bad she is with me knowing no knowledge on it at all. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, well, she could be a lizard. You're right. She kind of looks funny. Yeah. So maybe maybe not her. Right. Maybe not. Um, Well, it's like the argument of, like, uh, you know, over half the country didn't vote. Like really? most people didn't vote for either of them. So wild, you know. And it's like, doesn't that say something? It, it, it shouldn't. It? it says a lot. I mean, real realistically, a lot of people don't want to participate, and I don't blame them. I mean, there's no incentive. Like, I mean, what do you get out of voting, other than you get a pat on the back from other people who wanted you to vote? And you know, making half or you know a good portion upset because of whatever decision you you feel to make right the crazy thing is so i have people that believe in opposite people the same exact amount that's so odd to me that i can tell you this is that and this person believes in that 100 percent wholeheartedly there's no doubt in their mind yeah and then one that's exactly the opposite way like the only the only political like argument that is in my head right now is something along the lines of that president trump it's been the lowest unemployment rate in the country, like in like in however long. Like his yeah. the percentage is so low, and when it was Barack Obama, it was so much higher. But then this is what happens: is if you're on one side or the other, the one side says, "Look what the president did." The other side goes, "It's just a residual effect of what the past president did." I'm like, "There's no way to win. There's yeah. no way to have a uh, clear cut answer." Oh yeah. So I'm fucking going to Tibet. I'm you could argue any direction oh, you wanted so, to argue about so, any uh, of it, except for how high two is trash. There is no debate <laughs> there. You're you're correct there. That's Dude, true. Did you ever watch Mac and Dev go to high school? No, what the fuck is uh, that? Ah, that was like uh, that was me in high school. That was like her fucking movie. It was Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg. They went to high school. You never saw Mac and Dev go to high school? Uh-uh. That shit was funny. Andy Milnakis is in there for a minute. Probably remember Andy Milnakis? I do. Put yes. some cream cheese in my go lock it. Mac and Dev. Um, I remember that song. Got something in my pocket. Yeah. I got it. peas on I my got head. Bologna. But I think he put bologna yeah. in his pocket. Yeah. I got peas on my head, but don't call me a pea head. Bruce Lee's on my head, but don't call me Bruce Lee head. Mm. God, that guy's fucked. Yeah, that that movie was our. Uh, I vaguely remember this. It's just him smoking weed, but this was like the height of Wiz Khalifa's uh, like career, like chart wise. Vaguely and, remember when that came out. See, but that was when I was already in college. Yeah, for me, that's I think freshman year for me. Some younger. What year did it come out? 2012 uh no it was a sophomore uh that song came out i think the same year as the song so what we get drunk that's crazy to think you're a sophomore in high school i was a junior in college crazy man time uh our parents fucked at different times 
I know, weird, you know? huh? Wild. <laughs> I uh, I feel so weird because so back to what we started, where this whole thing started is. So where did it start? It started with, um, something stupid. But right after that, I we were talking about that I'm not a millennial. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing that I find weird. So I'm I'm, I'm standing outside of your house. I'm gonna tell him the address, and um, I'm like, what, what year does Gen Z cut off? But there's like four articles that all have different numbers. How this is yeah, a made it's like up constantly thing. changing. But yeah. it's a made up thing. Why not make oh, it? Oh yeah, solidified? it's for sure. So either either um, but clear cut. I don't think I'm a millennial. I I am the oldest version though of Generation Z slash the I Gen, is what they called it. So uh, that means me and seven year olds are in the same category. Right. Yeah. Which is currently. Because nice. yeah. that's my demo. You know. Yeah. Seven year olds. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as 22-year-olds to 37-year-olds currently or whatever. Yeah, no, I definitely get it. The whole generation thing is stupid. I mean, the only reason I picked millennial is because of how often it was used in the media, especially two years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, that that was when it was millennials are eating Tide Pods, millennials are this, not buying houses, Millennials yeah. are ruining the economy. They're only working at a place for two years because we don't want to be fucking yeah. bored. Millennials are ruining the corporate American system. Good. All that bullshit. Bring it down. So I was like, I'm going to name it Millennial Meltdown because, one, it's always in the news. And for two, I'm like, that's it's my generation and it's like a slander term now yeah. of like millennials this. Yeah. And it's like. It's pretty like, fucked. Even when I say it on stage. It's rude. And I'm like, I'm a millennial. Yeah. People are like, it's like the the room immediately like tenses up a little bit. But like, it's cool to do that. It's cool to have power too. That's why, bro, having power like that to make people oh yeah feel away just from you saying a word is so cool. That's why I start the joke yeah. that way. I'm like, I'm a yeah, millennial. <laughs> I, uh, it's like, oh shit. It's hard for me, man, because I feel like I have like, <laughs> a, like a an old soul. Or yeah, that's fair. My interests are a little bit more mature than I am. And so when I get up, because I feel this way, but I look a complete different way. It's so crazy to me that like, um, like at my job, because I, I, I sell appliances. So I run into people all the time. People ask me if I'm still in high school sometimes. Yeah. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? But then, because I don't see me that often. But when I do, I see a giant fucking toddler. I see a big baby. And then that grows neck hair sometimes. Yeah. But it's so weird, people's perceptions, just based on seeing me on the outside. And I'm yeah. such, I feel like I'm almost disappointing. Like I seem like I'm more fun uh, uh, or need a helmet. I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I definitely get what you mean. Um, I mean, I experienced a lot of that growing up. Like I dropped out of high school when I was 17. Great idea. And then, yeah. And then, so I started going to college. I got a GED and started going to community college. And then going to community college, I was the youngest one in all of my classes. Yeah. All the time. Um, and then even going to college, university college in Flagstaff, I went to, uh, like every class I went to, I was still like the youngest in every fucking class. Yeah. So like I was a junior by the time I was 19, I was a junior in college. That sucks. No drinking along with like the the rest of the people who are in your class. Yeah. So I would meet people and they would all be 22 or 21. I've always a friended up in age. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. This is what worked out. I remember lying. Yeah, it was always pretty similar. I met these two people, and I hung out with them for like three years, and I lied to them about my age. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was 
12 and I lied and just told them I was 14 because I think they were 16. Yeah. Because I thought that they wouldn't like me if they knew I was 12. They might have not liked you they, if you nope, were 12. No, because uh, I can't remember how it came out, but we we hung out for like two summers. Yeah. During the school year, we wouldn't see each other a lot, but in the summers because they lived right down the block. Um, yeah, I remember them finding out or I told them or something and then we stopped being friends. Yeah. Like, well, I get it. I lied. I understand. Dude, that house... That, we couldn't hang out with that fucking 12-year-old. Yeah, and what what type of sociopath at 12 years old is like, I'm 14, what do you mean? <laughs> type of psycho. Please be my friend. Yeah, dude, so sad. I can remember leaving that house, dude, and this is the coolest thing I think I've ever seen nature-wise in my life. And I've seen mountains, dog. You know, yeah. I've seen trees. I've seen miles of trees. I was sitting on that front porch of that house, and I could see a rainstorm coming. Have you ever seen that before? Uh, in Arizona? No. Oh, yeah. Negative. Okay. Negative. No, question. yeah. I Stupid mean, question. only here, though. Right. <laughs> so, it is so insane to see, like, three blocks away, rain, and you're like, it's fucking dry right here. And then you see it coming towards you, and I knew I had, I was on my bicycle. So, I'm fucking, like, like stand by me moment, like, on yeah. the train tracks, just running and watching this fucking rain come behind me, dude. That was the coolest thing I ever saw. I thought God was real then. That's so funny. And then my girlfriend broke up with me sophomore year, and I stopped believing in I, God. <laughs> well, how could he do this to me? I don't know what me? that had to do with being young or whatever, but uh, I've seen a haboob come at me. That sounds insensitive. I don't know what that means. The, the <laughs> What's a haboob? Is that a person? Do you really not know what no. a haboob is? <laughs> Stop saying it like a, I'm supposed a to. A desert storm, like a, a wall of sand. Oh, a sandstorm. Yeah. Da rude. You meant da rude. No, you made a song sandstorm. That's insane. Uh, crazy how that name doesn't, like, you know, you never hear that name in movies or anything. I've seen the movie Twister and they never talk about a, uh, a boob. H A B O O B. I guess we didn't really have one last year, so you probably didn't there see There was one. a little bit of a sandstorm. I took a Snapchat. Like, you see the wall of dust yeah. in the distance? Oh, that's insane. That's a shit like an interstellar. Yeah. Wow. So God. this happens in, like, Iraq, but it's, like, three miles high of sand. Um, but yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I guess so you just got to stop your car, right? A hundred percent. You can't drive through that. I saw, there was a, a bit of a same sandstorm cause I live in surprise and there's a lot of fields. So it was really windy and there were, you could see like the little vortexes yeah. of, you know, whatever dust they're called. Is there a funny name for that too? Um, uh, dust devils. There you go. Cause that's not, that's a, that's a mascot, you know? Um, that's insane. <laughs> But I saw it coming, and I made a Snapchat of me not being able to, and I go, it's like the movie Twister, fuck. <laughs> and I say, I watch it all the time. It was a good moment, dude. I wish Snapchat, bro, I wish I was around during Vine. Dude. I wish I, like, participated. I was around mm. during Vine, and I, I wish I participated, too. Honestly, man, I That's wish I made a podcast shit. in college eight fucking years ago. Yeah, you'd be in a, you'd be, I mean, you're in a good place now. I mean, you're sitting across from fucking Trevor Michaud, dog. Oh, I know. Um, I'm killing it. Looking at how boobs on your, hey. Can I come over and watch some hot and see some hot Isn't it kind of cool to watch, though? It's kind of wild. It's horrifying. Yeah. It looks like the world's ending. Yeah. Say no to hot boobs. Vote for the right politician this year, and he Dude, will and he will, he will cancel hot boobs. At my old boobs. house down the street, I went to Walgreens, and I called Sam and was like, babe, there's a hot boob coming. I'm going to be here for a little bit. And she was like, what? And I was like, just look outside. And it was just coming. Like, yeah. I got in my car in the parking lot and saw it and was like, and I'm literally 
a 45 second drive from my house and you're like and not, i was like i'm not doing i will not make it wow <laughs> like, how long does it like, so visibility fa- goes down so bad like yeah. you can't see anything there's been a it goes away i mean yeah. 10 minutes 20 minutes so it's insane that's so cool though yeah i can remember some pretty uh tarantial uh snowstorms in my days yeah. Being from the Midwest to the point where it's falling so much uh, that you can't see. Also, fog. A lot of fog. I see it a little I've bit out here. I've never been in fog, really. Fog Not sucks like because... real fog. And it makes the same sense, uh, you know, visibly as like a haboob would, that if you have your lights on, if you turn your brights on, it's way worse. Yeah. Because you're just seeing more of the of the fog. But yeah, fog, it was a big deal. Like you... Uh, Especially past any sort of farm fields. You can find them here, too, at night if it's, like, a cold enough night. Yeah. But it's just, like, a layer. And it's so cool to drive through because you feel like it drives through clouds. But oh, yeah, like a layer miles of long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't drive more. Dude. Driving on a highway of fog and shit. When I first moved here and I got a job in Westgate, so I would have to drive, like, 20 minutes kind of through, like, you know, barely lit areas. It's all field yeah. land. By you know, Westgate used to just be farmland. Really? Yeah. So Where the Cardinal Stadium is? Yeah, yeah. It's, just it's only, like, field. eight years new, right? Yeah. Or something like that, or maybe 15 or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think someone told me that on the podcast. Now I'm passing that. it along. And and I'm learning about how boobs. Yeah. And I want to say another word that's, that sounds like how boob, but it's insensitive. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I'm driving home, and it's three in the morning because I got done working at the bar. And I'm driving so slow. And this guy is like, this guy was beeping behind me, and he passed me because I think it was like 50 miles an hour. But I'm like, bro, it's the middle of the night. Uh, there's not a lot of lights here. I'm not driving fast because in my brain, I'm like, it's, I wish I could make it up. I'm so worried that a deer is going to run out in front of me. Yeah. No, it's such a big deal. Living in Flagstaff. I totally understand. Even in Flagstaff then. Yeah. Dude, I wish I could make this shit up. So I'm like driving slow. Cause I'm like, a f- like deers could be, I go, there's no fucking deers here. I swear to God in my life. Right. When I thought there's no deers here, a human man ran across the street. Oh my God. In the middle, there's, there's not houses here. It's farmlands. Maybe yeah. works on the farm. I don't know, but it yeah. ran across the street. The second I was like, there's no deer, but so there's meth heads doing drugs, but out there's there, fucking yeah. meth heads. So, and they'll do a little bit more damage than a deer. Well, dude, that's the weird thing about those like empty Arizona streets. Like you can go down a back road yeah. and there's just like someone walking. Those are the scary like, people. Like, without right? shoes on. Yeah, that's horrible. And you're like, what is happening out How here? How many lives you going, did you just bro? take? Like, what are you doing? And you're like, did I just pass someone who committed murder? Yeah. Or is about to? Bro. Or they're just going on a stroll on some meth, and, like, they'll be home in a little bit. Do you ever, do you have, like, a cutoff age or, like, a, a moment in your life that you hit, and once you hit it, whether it's good or bad, that you'll mm-hmm. just, like, stop putting up, like, you know, borders? Like, I have a border around the fact that I don't ever want to smoke meth, you know? I have, I have like, you know, I'm better than meth, I think. But there's a level of success or failure that I could hit where I think that I would at least want to experience it. Like meth specifically? Anything. Or anything. Anything. Yeah, I think you probably, I mean, that's probably a normal thing in life in general, just getting older. Like, I feel like having the thought is more normal like, than I'll acting. I'll fucking give it a shot. Like For me, it's 70. You know, we'll see what happens as I get older. But like, I, I would I'm, really like to do acid before I die. You've never done acid? No. Oh, my God. But I'd really like to do it before I'm, like, 35. You know what I mean? I, I recommend it. I was talking to somebody about it, and they thought that the way I described it, it was more chemically, it was, like, chemically altered and wasn't, like, the real deal. But I, I did, uh, I took acid for, like, a year and a half. Wow. Like, probably uh, twice a month. Wow. With one guy. And we would... 
we might were, contribute to your anxiety problem when you smoke weed there. Could be, but that right. was always positive. Until the last time, it was always a really cool experience. Yeah, um, brains work in mysterious ways. And it, and it, at least, I mean, I was like 18, so again, I was a little bit younger, but it didn't feel like we were just being like, oh my God, I'm so fucked up. Because you know people, if anyone does anybody and they say the words, oh, I'm so fucked up, the only reason they did it is to get so fucked up. Right. Yeah. But like with this, it was so like we and we we're really into music, so we were buying vinyl at that time and being fucking lame. But we had a record player. Yeah. And we, would, dude, we would take we would take like a, a tab, two hits acid or whatever, and play cards. This card game that we made up, and we would play it until like thirty minutes came in. And you start to feel it in your back, like in your bones. You start to feel like something's happening. Yeah. And then you just start like fucking in it, blast it off, dude. And it would last for like four hours, six hours. We'd go outside. We'd run around outside. It was so fun, dude. We'd listen <laughs> to like all, like Zeppelin 1, 2, 3, and 4 without stopping and just smoke cigarettes and just have the weirdest conversations. You are an old school hippie. Yeah, right. Like 19, like doing yeah, acid, yeah. listening to Led yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah, loser. Yeah, the other kids are like, I don't know, that Trevor guy's weird, man. Yeah, yeah. he keeps saying man, man. He's <laughs> hanging out doing stuff my dad does. Yeah, dude. And so <laughs> every time we would do it, we were in a setup. It was in a basement. But he would sit where you were sitting, and I would sit where I was sitting, right? Yeah. And so my whole existence of knowing it in this mind space, because, you know, acid brings you to a different dimension, man. Yeah. All I know is this brick wall in this shelf full of like his dad's shit, like, you know, uh, boxes of, and there's, there's always glad like boxes of glad bags. Yeah. Okay. He kept them there. I don't know why. Um, and so that was my perspective. And then one time we are like, let's switch spots, dude. And so we waited for it to kick in, and then we switched spots, and it lasted 10 minutes before we were both like, uh-uh, no, 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 I need, I need to go back to my spot. Yeah. That's how, like, ingrained in, in comfortability in what we were doing That's was. That's how to... <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And the last time I had ever taken acid, uh, we each took five hits of acid. Did you, you say comfortability, dude? Yeah, I think so. Is that not a word? Being um, comfortable. That's the word that Baba got mad at me for saying on the podcast. I said I was uncomfortability. Uncomfortability and, sounds. And he's like, that's not a word at all. I feel like if you used it in the form of, I was at a level of uncomfortability. I think sure it might not be a word, but do you know what the fuck I'm saying? Dude, right? I mean, it was this whole thing. Sorry, now I'm going on the same tangent we went down before. So Fucking look at Bubba taking over two podcasts. I know, dude. What a great guy, Son Bubba McComb. bitch. Shout out to Bubba McComb. He is a great guy. This is coming out after the Sunday's tight He put show, on a great show on Sunday. Did he? I worked until 9, so I couldn't see it. I know. Um, you've fucking never been to Tempe Improv. Yeah, oh yeah, Idiot. right. Imagine imagine that's where it all comes undone. You got to go to a show. To. You got to go to a show. If somebody's there, my I get, dude, I have a whole thing about seeing professional comedians. What? What's your thing? That, um... We got like 10 minutes, by the way. That, uh... That club... Seeing a comic at a club, I can fuck with, but... Maybe depending on who it is, but yeah, I, I went when I last time I was in LA. Uh, I say that like I'm fucking cool. It's the first time I was ever in LA. Um, <laughs> the last time I was in LA. Yeah, the last time I was in La. That's when you know you've been there for a while. You just call it La. I don't think anyone called no, La. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would we know? We live here. So I Fuck went. I went and saw a Joe Rogan and Friends show because I didn't understand. That sounds sick. It was cool. I didn't understand though what the store really was. I didn't understand that in the main room. Or the original room, it's a list of twenty comics all doing fifteen minutes, and it's right. the biggest comics in LA right. are going up and just working shit out. I didn't understand that at the time, so I went to the Rogan's a friend show and I saw, I saw uh, uh, Jesus Trejo open, 
killer. He works at the store, and he's like an up-and-coming guy, but yeah. for sure, you know, past this stage. And then Brendan Schaub, and then um, Joey fucking Diaz, and then Ian Edwards, and then Joe Rogan. Uh, and to see those first three guys do like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, was so refreshing, dude. Yeah. The Joey Diaz, I've never, I couldn't believe, I, look, I looked around the room, I was just in shock that nobody was, everyone was like, when you laugh to the point where you can't breathe anymore, and you're just silent, you're just... Yeah, like letting like these little bowel noises out. Yeah, and then saw Joe do an hour, and that was fine. And then I went to the, the Laugh Factory the next night and saw um, a couple of people I don't know. Allie Makovsky found out about her. She's a killer. She's doing. I just saw on her Twitter because I follow her on Twitter because uh, I thought be she was so funny this week. She's like she's doing the headlining shit now, which yeah. is so cool. And I saw Andrew Santino and Cristalia. So my point is, I would rather see them in that headspace than go to a theater uh, and see them do their polished hour. Now, this is why. I saw Bill Burr do his polished hour in Chicago at the Chicago Theater. Granted, yeah. I didn't have great seats, but yeah. the majority of the seats aren't good seats for me. I got really bad eyes. I couldn't see his facial expressions. I couldn't see Do his... you wear glasses? No, God, no. What do I look like? Some sort of <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, so, but then when you watch, like, when you watch an hour on Netflix... <laughs> <laughs> what do I look like, a bitch? <laughs> I'm sitting over here wearing glasses yeah. like, uh. <laughs> so I see Bill Burr's hour <laughs> live, right? And I'm pissed because I can't see it far. I know I'm laughing. What he's saying is hilarious. But then when you watch his special, his polished shit, the, the, he's been working on it, trying everything he can to make this the, the, the fucking, the, the least fattiest hour of material possible. And you're seeing it in a camera, in a frame where it's zoomed in because his facial expressions matter. His yeah. hand gestures matter to these jokes. Yeah. So seeing that in the theater, unless I guess if I was front row, I would reconsider it. So I would 100% rather see a comics hour on Netflix than yeah. see it live. You know? But seeing them work their shit out, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I understand that. That's their open mic. I talked to Bubba about the same thing, Um, but I think I think the Tempe Improv is a really good place to see comics because it's not too big. Um, Because like you go see someone at Comerica Theater, and is that the round or is that a different place? It's uh, no, it's not round. No, Um, but there's big there's screens on the left and right side, so if you can't see. You're watching the screens anyway. But then you're fucking watching TV. Right. And you're basically watching what you would watch on Netflix. It's not so it's intimate. kind of it's kind of a bummer to buy those tickets. Yeah. So like going to see Joe Rogan is one thing at like the big theaters and shit. Yeah. Um, but I prefer going to like Tempe Improv or Stand Up Live. Like n- no question about it. I've only been to Stand Up Live. I went there to support a show once, and then I went to Kill Tony. And that I, shit was awesome. I think Tempe Improv is way better than Stand yeah? Up Live. Yeah. Stand Up Live's got that, more seats, though, I think. I think it does, and I think that's the problem. Yeah? You think it's a little too big? Yeah. I think Tempe Improv Isn't is nice. Isn't there a balcony at Tempe Improv? Yeah. Is there a second story? That's yeah. cool. That's dope. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to go there start uh, doing stuff. I'm sure I'll do a new Faces at some point. I just... Uh, that whole thing about like bringer shows is hard for me because I don't yeah, know anybody. Dude, I'm not asking comics to go. It's uh, fucking doing new faces is super appealing to me, but what asking 10 people to come watch me do five minutes of comedy in my yeah. opinion is ridiculous for sure. And I'm not going to probably ever do it to be honest. Yeah. It's so rough. Um, it, it's just, I don't have 10 people if I can ever find that myself, I want to invite. Just, yeah. If I can ever find myself just getting on it, I guess 
that would be yeah probably the most ideal situation. I gotta get out though, dude. I gotta like Big Pine and shit. I've never heard. Of, I didn't go last year because I was pretty fresh to this place. And yeah, I know that. I'm gonna I record gotta, my stir crazy set tomorrow since they offer that. Yeah, and I'm uh I'm gonna use that to submit. Hopefully it goes well. I mean, when we'll is? See. Do you know when the submission for Big Pine is? Yeah, it's all, it's going it's now? right now. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to submit because I submitted to the Altercation Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas. Really? Um, yeah, I have never heard of that. Uh, uh. Uh, 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 Lou Moon was telling me about it. Uh, he didn't tell me he thought that I should submit, but I decided to just because I was like, ah, oh, why not? Because my Stir Crazy tape, uh, it's on. I put it on YouTube um, only because they make you, like, for submissions. Oh, They're, right, You're not right, sending right, files. Right. You're just going to be like, hey, come look at this. Right, right, And the, right. the tape, at least for what the material is, it's fine. It's recorded really well, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. I don't want to send in some phone footage. You can submit until June 4th. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's fine. That's information. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. But definitely, for sure, that's it's good tape. I had, oh, yeah. I had tape no, it's both of my shows, but both of them I didn't do really that great. It was like when I would, like the laugh level was low. The laughs were consistent. I yeah. think for me for what I needed but yeah. in the audio they just didn't seem loud see and I don't know I would love to talk to someone who works at a uh, a festival or d- has done it before like yeah. I would love to know what they look for like are they looking for yeah. a level of laughter or is it purely just they're listening to your jokes All right. and judging if you're a good fit for the comedy festival well, that's what I, I think it would be more of yeah. I think they need X amount of uh, yeah. white people that are this height you know, like it's probably down to that. Like you know? I would kind of assume so. Like in certain areas, they're gonna look for different comics, right? Like, yeah, dude, I've heard that in New York at some of the clubs. If they're uh, like the clubs demand, there has to be X amount of women, X amount of minorities. Really? And, yeah. And at that point, you just lose what's funny and what's not funny. Yeah, if you that's have to, weird, dude. But I'm sure a lot of these festivals are kind of probably the same way. They might be. I mean, they might be like, hey, we need five more women. Yeah, I'll or, be a woman. Can I be a woman? Five more black dudes. I don't think I can pull that one off. No, five more black chicks. I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I don't mean to generalize either, but. I do. Um, I do for sure. Maybe I should just submit my correct. podcast too. I didn't, never even thought about doing that. T- to me, that's weird, but it's a lot of exposure. Like people would like see yeah. your podcast written on all the shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. Dude, uh, the exposure, that's a whole other topic. We I just don't know about doing a live podcast. Like, Dude, I'll tell you what. The only one I've ever been to, shout out Bubba McComb for finding a way into uh, my brain yeah. like he does every day. He put on a live podcast at Off the Cuff, and I didn't even know there was going to be like a roast show because roasts are pretty popular now, you know? Apparently. Kind of, yeah, they're, they're, they're everywhere. And I say that with this face like I'm kind of an asshole. And I don't mean to because roasts are funny. But back, but then I didn't know that roasts were this popular. Besides Al's Valpy's Burnout, which everyone should always attend all the time. And if you don't, go fuck yourself. You're dead to me. Sorry She'll about that. She'll be coming on in a couple weeks to Good. promote the next uh, Burnout. Burnout 4. Yes. That's going to be fucking insane, dude. Those Whatever are the Burnout is. That is the, I'm pretty sure it's the 4th one. And that's going to be the dopest shit ever, bro. The last one was amazing. It was at Shady Park. Um, yeah. Did it sound like I said shitty? Because I, I didn't heard, mean to say shitty. I meant to say shady. Shitty park. Is that shitty park? Fuck, that was I great. heard it was pretty awesome. It was fantastic. There was probably 100 people there at the start of the show. That's sick. Yeah. It's in a prime location. It was on a Friday. It was at a, a very popular bar. Fucking Al's Valpy is amazing. So Bubba's Live Podcast was a great, was such a good experience, man. Yeah. So good. And the roast, that was like the first roast battle I saw. And every joke hit. Every single joke. Banger, banger, yeah. banger, banger, banger. It was amazing. That is amazing. Bubba puts on good shit, dude. 
He does. Bubba's the best. I know. He's an awesome guy. Well, fuck Bubba, for sure. Um, he makes me feel... You like have a show tonight, so we have to wrap yes, this shit up. Absolutely. We didn't talk about comedy a whole lot, but I enjoyed that. It was good. I thought it was fun. It's a nice change of pace from uh, all the comedy I've talked about. So Yeah. That was good. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks for coming. Absolutely. Thanks uh, for the beer, dude. Definitely hope you come back and we do some more. I'd love to. I, uh, I, got, I got a lot of shit that I don't know about that I like to talk about. You know? Yeah, man. We I could talk to you about movies for a couple hours yeah. for sure. So. Hell yeah. Cool, man. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, social media or anything before we go? Uh, my Instagram is Trevor Micho. Uh My last name is spelled M-I-S-C-H-O for all y'all that don't know. I'm the third most famous Trevor. It goes Trevor Walls, Trevor Noah, and then Trevor Micho. And I'll never beat the Trulies guy. So I'm going to go kill myself. All right. That's fair. Yeah. All right. <laughs> On that note, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe. Uh, leave a review on iTunes or any of that cool shit. Uh, all right. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>